0: Hey everyone, this is Isaac Maddox, and I'm the pastor of Activate Church, and this is our podcast. Remember, you can subscribe to our podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I hope this message blesses you, encourages you, builds your faith, and I hope you enjoy the message. Yeah. To it this morning, redeem the time. Thank you for coming to church. I love this church. You love this church. That was that was horrible. Amen. I love you. I thank you. Do you love this church? Do you love Jesus? Church, church is supposed to be loud. It is. It's supposed to be fervent. Why? Because we love Jesus. It was supposed to we just, we love Jesus. And so that's why oftentimes, sometimes, you know, moves that you like busted out in the club, okay? Oftentimes are close to moves that happen in church, but they're a little holy. But there's, there's like a, sometimes a thin line between Andrews, like his old hit moves. And his new hit moves, amen. That's all, that's all, because love's involved. He was out there grooving and, and grinding, and, and now he's just worshiping Jesus. But to think that church is dead, stale, um, quiet, uh, it does not bring into the reality of who God is. And what happens is when you love God, you fall in love. You fall in love, and you lose yourself. And some, some of us are just way too cool, way too many, much re- reputation and thought, and we're way too concerned about, I have a challenge for you. Are you ready for a challenge? Oh, we used to call them encouragements. Are you ready for an encouragement? Are you ready for an encouragement? How many of you love our missionaries, man? Just, my goodness. Don't you love that God, when he spoke about money, he gave us a specific uh, instruction, you can buck. This. Some of you've been in the church for so long, you're theorizing around theology and stuff. That's fine. I, I love you, but um, the truth of it is, is uh, God didn't give certain things about prayer and praying an hour a day. But we talked about money because money's money. <laughs> money's math. <laughs> so she's like, with math, I don't want you to carry around condemnation, you know, about what the number is or what the number isn't. Just tithe, first tenth, and then give uh, offerings. And, and that's why with missionaries, just, just start somewhere. Pray about it, but just start somewhere, sow a seed into a missionary's life, and you'll be able to journey with those people. I know people have been giving to certain ministries for 10, 20, 30 years. And some of us are just thinking about the new car we're gonna get. Come on. Amen. It's good to just be reminded about world missions and the heartbeat of it. I and I know I'm close to it because I did not want to be a pastor. I, I wanted to be, I'm a missionary. And so this is my mission field. I feel comfortable there, not here. I know that sounds real, like, what is he talking about? I don't know what I'm talking about. I just know God's messing me up. Now, the problem with me is I'm Italian, and so I cry. So when God messes me up, I tend to cry a lot. I was talking to Havala, and she has an Italian father, and it's like having two moms. It's it just... <laughs> Everybody's crying about everything. I don't even, I won't even be able to be at my son's wedding. I'm just going to be like, I'm going to need a lot of support. There's a, a lot of crying. And so the Holy Spirit's just messing us up, and it's not spooky. It's not, it's awesome. There's nothing like it. What are you going to, what, what are you living for, cheeseburgers? What are you living for, a bigger house? When Carrie's reading about the rich, that's you. Exactly. <laughs> You done won the lottery ticket by being born in this country. We all need to get to the third world quick. My goodness. All of us. Worship team come up. I just feel like repenting more. I, just, I, just, I can't even preach. I can't even preach. But Andrew needs the word of God this morning, so I'll, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. What was I talking about? I was talking about something else. I was talking about, um, no, what was I talking about? What was I talking about? Mission strips? Something before that. Tithing. 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 Offerings. Okay. (laughs) Just invite people to church, amen? Worship. 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 Challenge. Challenge. For the next 35 minutes, I don't want you to think about you. It's really difficult. Yeah, I watch watches on your wrist, and phones, images, ideas, plans. We live in an administrative age. Right now, you're calculating something. I can hear it. Be still and know that I am God. Don't be still and know you. So just. Just try to not think about you. Maybe that's why we have a selfish generation that cannot love. Because I cannot love you and love myself at the same time. If I'm thinking about me, is my sermon coming across all right? Or are they rejecting me? Oh, Robert's not really looking that hungry today. He's got his notebook out in his Bible. Robert's like one of the most faithful disciples on the planet. This guy, this this man is faithful. I love you. Throughout COVID, throughout everything, he's just... He's just, a, he's just a good dude, is I cannot think about God and me. I cannot think about you. So in church, we want you to come to church because we have thousands of people to reach. It's not because I want to be a big church. A lot of people don't stay. We don't live in a church environment. Have you noticed? And so a lot of people come in, and they go, out. And that's, but we, this is a family, and we want to reach people. But I cannot reach people if I'm thinking about my shirt. I stopped wearing black. I know. I'm going to start wearing white. But I, I'm not going to worry about it. And I have a coffee stain. I cannot think about a coffee stain on a white t shirt and think about you. Don't think about you. All right. John chapter 4. John chapter 4. Let's pick up in verse 7. You've been enjoying this series? Oh, you're lying to me. Have you been enjoying this series? <laughs> Come on. We're following after Jesus. Are you easy? Are, are you easily led? Or have you been trained? In the spirit of humanism, I'm not going to be a yes man. Well, good for you. See how that works in your marriage. I, I'm not just going to go along. Okay, good job. Are you easily led? Can Jesus whisper into your ear and have you follow? That's all. Maybe your mom didn't teach you how to follow. Share your truck. No! Okay. And so you don't share your truck. I, I, God sent me. Amen. <laughs> to help you. Don't worry, it's going to start getting real good. I'm just making sure. Some of y'all are so thinking about lunch. Just come back. All right, here we go. Verse, verse 7. A woman of Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, give me a drink. How rude. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. And the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. This is not, this is, this is, this is not the right time to talk. And Jesus answered her and said, if you knew the gift of God, what a, what a mysterious Jesus saying right here. If you knew the gift of God, who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. If you knew who was sitting and standing in front of you, you would not be, you would not be, you would not be saying the things you say. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? Who gave us this well and drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I give him will never thirst. What the water that I shall give will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. She has no idea what is talking about, but it is words. I'm word. I'm going to say word. 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 In the beginning was the word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the What? Oh talk to me this morning. Come on. I'm lonely up here. I feel lonely. I'm all alone up here. Love omen. This is preaching. Is 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 everybody you are in charge of the, the foot, the two feet around you. You're the choir director of that space. You are in charge of it. And every bit of that space matters in regards to atmosphere and faith it matters. Jesus could do no miracles in Nazareth because there was no faith. There was only familiarity. And so that's why faith matters. Amen. Come on. Come on, somebody. Amen. All right. All right. Calm down. Calm down. Okay. Jesus said to her, go call your husband. Oh, that's so mean. Come here. The woman said, I don't have a husband. Okay. Jesus said to her, you've well said you have no husband. You have five husbands. Woo! Jesus just jumps into her bed. That's deep. Don't talk about what goes on in my bed. You got five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. Woo! That's very, very deep and intimate talk. That's why her, his disciples had to be go like gone because they couldn't handle this. They, first of all, they couldn't handle a Samaritan. They definitely couldn't handle Samaritan woman. And they definitely could not handle Samaritan woman uh, and sex. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Are you with me this morning? Yeah. And, and then we go from sex talk, birds and bees, to worship. Right. She said, Our fathers worship on this mountain. Oh, that's a big pivot. Yeah. Okay. And you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place. We ought to worship. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. And let's talk about worship. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm so glad you came to church this morning. I think you're probably second-guessing it, but, but don't leave. Don't leave. Jesus said, her woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you don't know. Ooh, everyone's a worshiper. Okay, everyone's worshiping something. You just might be worshiping cars. That's why you look at our worship and go, Why is Isaac like, da, Holy, holy? It's because I'm worshiping. That's what you do with that car. You stare at it like you love it, you're worshiping it. Sports, you won't miss a game. Everyone worships something. But the hour is coming, and now is, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship yeah. in spirit and yeah. truth. And the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming. And, she, she's, 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 and Jesus says, I, I, I who speak to you am he. Yeah. And at this point, his disciples came back. and like, what is going on? What is happening? And, and, and she leaves the, the water pot and runs into the city. I want to speak this morning on, on he is waiting for you. He's waiting on you. Someone say that. He's waiting on me. He's waiting on me. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you. Um, Lord, beyond my lack of being funny or my our our lack of candor or whatever is happening in this service, Lord, a little bit of everything. Lord, we just we just stop for a few moments and we just recognize, Lord, you're sovereign. You're amazing. We're here because of you, yeah. Lord. You put this 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 imperfect model, Lord, called church on, on, on this planet on on earthly things, and yet, Lord, this is this is a place of miracles. You've asked us to come together and to gather. You called us out, Lord. We are the church. We're just called out people. Lord, obedient to your word, following after you, and you, you put us together in, in, in homes, and you put us together in spiritual homes, and you call us out, and you gift us, and you anoint us, and you point us, and you wash us with your blood, and you fill us with the Holy Spirit, God, just for a few years to bring glory to you and to preach the gospel, and we just pray set people free in this room. Wherever we've come from this morning, maybe we're the woman at the well, and we just know that you're waiting for us today. This is a divine appointment, and we just recognize it, and so we just for a few minutes honor the fact that this moment is sovereign and supreme and predestined, Lord, before the age of time itself. We love you, and we thank you that you're God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So good. So I think I was 17. And I was about missions. It's like a mini-mission Sunday here. We should have just given over all the way to it. I, I don't think I realized what was going on, but this is cool. And uh, so I was getting ready to go to, to Dallas, Texas, because we were going to uh, meet a team there. And, and that's where we would go as a base, and we were going to go out on a mission trip. And so, but before that, me and my dad and some friends, we were going to go fishing. Any fishing people in the room? We got some fishermen, fisherwoman. And um, we were going fly fishing up in Estes Park ish in Colorado, gold medal waters, and uh, we are going to go fly fishing, and, and uh, we had just watched river runs through it, so we are prepped. <laughs> Amen. I even felt like I looked like Brad Pitt. I had my, my wife beater and my bleached hair, but that was about it. Amen. <laughs> and so I got my, my fish. Anyway, we went fishing, and that night we're camping. And I'm just single, ready to mingle, but just in love with Jesus. Amen. But so there was, I think there was a mom and and her daughters that were on the campsite next to us, and they came over and asked for some firewood. And of course, again, being a Christian, she was cute, but being a Christian, I was going to be generous with the firewood. And so we ended up talking a little bit, and I was like, well, wow, she's, you know, she seems like a Christian. I I sense the spirit on her. Amen. And, and, uh. And we were just talking, and, and that was it. But I, you know, again, I was like, mm, that was she was really nice, and and uh, yeah, that was that was fun. And so the, the next morning, we got up early to to head off to this random stretch of river, and uh, we're fly fishing, and we're not catching anything, amen. Because um, who catches fish? Um, for a lot of us, we just we just fish. We don't catch. That's why it's called fishing, amen. Catching fish would be fun. Um, so we're fishing. It's a sweet science of fly fishing. 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and a river runs through it. I just Robert Redford's voice. I know I sound like a creepy Batman. I'm sorry. I'm hearing Robert Redford's voice as I cast that fly. And here come the girls. And just, again, random. It's like, here come the girls. Okay, Lord, fine. I'll talk to this one cute girl who wants to talk about volleyball and all these things, and, okay, fine, I'll talk to her, and they're bumping the ball, and I was like, okay, I'll stop fishing for a few minutes just to yeah. evangelize, yeah. amen, and just to see what's going on, and, and we were sort of connecting and laughing, and, uh, you know, I thought that was interesting. I was like, hmm. She laughed at my jokes and wanted me to teach her how to fly fish, and so I obliged, and she giggled, and... Um, I enjoyed it i enjoyed myself and um so we were talking we were talking and she's like what are you doing And i just felt obligated because i was sort of flirting with her in the most christian and holy of ways i felt like i needed to bring up jesus just to sort of balance the situation and let her know things are not about to get freaky amen i just want you to know that i'm married to jesus and uh all this is bound up into covenant if you want this you need to give me a ring. Hold on. What's happening here? Okay, yeah. hold on. What's happening? So I said, "Yeah, I'm getting ready to go to a mission trip tomorrow. Um, I'm gonna fly out. You know, I'm getting on the. I'm getting on. I gotta get to Dallas tomorrow." She's like, "I'm going to Dallas tomorrow." I was like, "Woo! Okay." I was like, "Yeah, you know, weird, huh? Crazy." I'm like, "You know, I don't know. United Flight 300 or something like that." She's like, "I'm on. I'm United Flight 300." I'm just like, I was like, uh. You know, get a get a weed. Uh, will you marry me? Like this is obviously God. Anytime, if you're a Christian young person, maybe this is letting you in the youth culture. Sorry, my belly's showing again. <sighs> <sighs> Does it look worse? Okay. <laughs> Why am I kneeling? I can't get up. Help! <laughs> I'm fine. I'm sprightly. Well, all right. So, you just. Any divine appointment is like your wife. It doesn't matter. You know, I was reading Matthew yesterday. Me too. Do you want to get married? (laughs) That's that's just what happens. So, you know, sure shooting. That morning, we were on the same flight, just a couple seats away. So we had some, uh, she had one of her friends uh, change seats. And uh, I went and talked to her. And again, the conversation was really good. It was like, okay, this is crazy. This must mean something right? It meant nothing. I never saw her again. I wish I could say, and that woman was Carrie! Yeah. God's so good! Right. We're so addicted uh, to dotting every I and crossing every T. I walked into the Safeway, and I was going to the orange section, and an orange was on my heart all day, and then someone came over, and I said, oh, the Lord showed me oranges, and orange you hungry for God i knew it yeah. i walk around as the sovereign prophet of Washugal. i understand all mystery and i understand i don't i think that i want to be god That right. i'm not god i'm made in the image of god i have no idea why that happened because that level of divine appointment requires a level of purpose yeah. and it's got to be more than just i encouraged some christian young girl yeah. That I didn't know in her faith and walk with God. It's gotta be more than the fact that she met a Christian young man that didn't want to get into her pants, but somehow just wanted to do enhance. Now I'm youth past, I'm preaching now. Enhance her walk with God. I could I could preach this, but I need to pull back. Hold on. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I was a little bit distraught because I came back from the missions trip and, 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 and I, I couldn't figure out what was happening because I, does anybody just have any of those life moments where you're like, what was that? You sense the hand of God on something and it just, and it's just like fizzled out. You're like, oh, and even you got a prophecy and then doors are opening up and the business just tanks. You lose the house. You lose the ministry. You lose the friendship. And it does I was like, what? No, but God, you opened up so many doors, that was a divine kingdom connection, and it titanicked out, and I don't understand it, because that level of, of divine appointment should have a divine opportunity where you get all the glory, and I'm just a bit confused. Do you ever wonder why God would, would cause us to stay in darkness? God is light. <laughs> Do you ever remind him, you are light i feel like i'm in the dark why are you a god that makes me seek you and ask of you and knock i've got bloody knuckles i've got a horse mouth i've been seeking why why do you ever wonder why you gotta get so hungry and fast why do i gotta why do i gotta go out with, with cheeseburgers Why do I have to go without cheeseburgers, there we go, in order to get your presence? Because sometimes you're so powerful, and you're so awesome, you just find me, and you heal me, and then sometimes you disappear to the back 40, and and, and now I have to seek you, and I have to to wait for you, and I have to get hungry, and I have to get thirsty, and I have to pray. I did four all-night prayer meetings one year. Has anybody done that? that's what I thought that's why sometimes I get mad with God I did a 40 day fast I did, and I mean all night from 8 o'clock till 6 in the morning then I hop it's the international house of pancakes not the international house of prayer amen and it's like God, I love it I love you, I love your presence but after a certain moment you're like, you you, you ever talk to some old people and I'm in 130, amen I'm going on a repentance tour right now. Anybody that I called old at 40, I'm like, I'm so sorry. You were, you were young and you are young. I'm talking old like 130, a buck 40, amen? And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, when they said just, I'm just holding on for something. I judged you. Yeah. I judged you for not having enough faith for not having enough courage, for not having enough scripture as me. I come from a pedigree of mission strips and sacrifice and prayer. So when there comes a point where it's not working and God still seems to be dragging this, this carrot in front of me, I'm like, why do I need to be so hungry? I understand it's biblical. I mean, Proverbs 8, 17. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently. Do I, so I got to seek God diligently. God, why are you such a God that hides why are you, God, that dangles divine appointments and mysterious doors and shadows if you're light? And I know you're real. I know you're awesome. Do you ever just want God to speak a little bit louder and a little bit more prevalent, a little more re it a, I'm so sick and tired of journey. I preach journey. Enjoy the journey. I'm not enjoying the journey. It's a season. It's a season. It's a season. Yeah, it's been eight four score years of a season. Tired of it. I don't want to sing that song anymore. When a seed goes in the ground and it dies, it's winter time. My whole life has been winter. Do you ever just come? Are anybody real in here? Maybe all y'all blessed. I love it. You're too, too blessed to be stressed. But every once in a while, where you're seeking God and you're praying and you're hungry and you're not sinning. And you're walking with God. You're saying, God, where are you? I'd do anything to see an angel. I'd do anything to see a door opened up. I'd see anything to see my best friend saved. I would do anything to see the power of God at a higher level that I experienced in that one moment. Could you do a little bit what you did there now? Anybody? But where you seek me in Deuteronomy, the Lord your God, you will find him. Why do I got to seek so much? Luke, so I say to you, ask. God, I'm tired of asking. Yeah. Seek. Yeah. I've been seeking. Knock, and it will be opened. Lord, I, I, uh, I don't, I don't, it, I've been knocking. It doesn't open. Is that heaven, Lord? You're supposed to open this in heaven? Hebrews 11. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Why is our God so into this seeking thing? Why is he so into this? Waiting thing. Oh, waiting's the worst. Psalms 27. Who wants to wait for anything now? I push buttons. I'm in control. Yeah. Boom. 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 God. Uh-huh. Boom. <laughs> Where are you? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like we're the persecuted church of Camus. Yeah. Yeah. You ever complain to a missionary? It doesn't go well. I did it I was there at the table of the Chachui's in Romania and I was talking about how hard it was to drive the minivan when everyone around me had a Yukon or a Cadillac yeah. Yeah. they're like what's it like to have a car yeah. I'm gonna leave now yeah. 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 I, I really was I, was, I, I didn't even I didn't, yeah we used to go to Sun River for 14 days and this year it's like 10 yeah. you know they're like what is this vacation you speak of Why wouldn't you want to work? Because they're just looking for jobs. Why why, why do I have to wait? Psalms 130, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. The soul waits. Hebrews 9, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many to those who eagerly wait for him who will appear the second time. Why do I have to wait? Is it because he's... He's waiting for me. Why do I have to seek? Is it because He sought me? Is it is it because He's waiting for me at the well? Is He waiting for me? Is He waiting for you at the well? He so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That whosoever He gave, He gave. He gave. He gave. He he waits. He seeks. He finds. He waits. He seeks. He seeks. He asks. He calls. Is he calling me to be like him? Come on. Is waiting, <sighs> it's too much. Is he, wait, is he asking me to wait because he's a God who waits? <sighs> it's too good. It's so simple. It's just too good for me right now because I have been hungry for certain things. And I wouldn't admit that I'm mad at God. I'm just frustrated. I'm too, I have too much faith <laughs> to be mad at God. But I'd be lying to you if I wasn't a little frustrated yeah. by some of the power and some of the miracles yeah. that I used to see in my early teens. Right. I'm like, God, where's your power? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I used to preach and people would fall over. Now they yawn. Lord, not you. <laughs> Hear me say I'm not going to have a church anymore. <laughs> Next week's going to be five people. I'm like, hey, email. I'm so sorry about that message. <laughs> I had a demon, but it's gone now. <laughs> it's. <laughs> That's not funny. That's not funny. But if you're real, just there's some things that God puts in your heart. Now, I got a lot of prophetic words in in my late teens. And so I was chock full of them. Too many. I I was the guy that's like, don't prophesy over me. Because I got too many prophecies unfulfilled. Too many things that, that God has showed me and promised me. And so you're like, God, where are you? What's going on? And he says, I'm waiting at the well. And when you discover he's the God who waited on me, he's the God who sought after me. He's the God that left the 99. He's a God who leaves and finds and seeks and hungers after. He left heaven for me. He leaves his home to come seek me. And I am made in his image. And he is teaching me how to be like him. And that's why when God shows you who he is, he is showing you who you are. Because you and I are made in the image of God. Amen. So anytime God says, give me a drink, it's because he is a giver and you are a giver and you've been a taker and he's showing you and he's aligning you to who he is and who, who you are. He's aligning you to the heavenly father through Christ Jesus. He's bringing you into the family. He's grafting you into a higher level of living and loving and giving and serving. And he says, you'll wait because I waited for you. And that's what we do. That's the family of God. You're a chip off the old block. You and I look like our dad. You look like your dad, your heavenly father. And what did he do? He said, I got to go through Samaria. Where everybody else tried to avoid, he said, I'm going through. I'm going to go to the well before the woman gets there because he's a God who waits. He's the guy who waits at the well. The well, the well. What's the well? It's the well is where I don't want to meet God. I want to meet God at the mountaintop. I want to meet God on, on the stroke of midnight after the 40-day fast. Yeah. I just like the glory. What happened, Isaac? Struck the clock at midnight, and the glory showed up. I used to go to high school campuses and preach. I was so mad at God. I said, just give me one angel. Just give me one angel. Just show up with one angel. Because there was these jocks, man. I was like, God, you bring up an angel. Let Michael just show up with that, raw flex. And then, oh. I can't even preach this. It, he's waiting at the well because the well is the place of vulnerability. Yeah. He's, he, he wants to meet you at your well. The place of, of at the end of yourself. At the, at the point of your weakness is where he yeah. is where he meets you. He's waiting at the well. He's waiting at the well, the place that I'm trying to avoid. The place that I'd rather not talk about. She's trying to avoid other women. That's why she's there at noon. No one goes gets water in the afternoon. You're trying to avoid. It's hot. You're trying to not be there. And so Jesus is meeting you at the place you don't want to be. You're trying to get away from. So while you're running and you're surviving, he's waiting. While you're trying to avoid and you're trying to figure things out, you're trying to mix the out, you're, you're trying to make things happen, he's just waiting there. And that's why we could run for years and he's still waiting at our will. And then he meets us at the well, the place, the place of our brokenness, the place we're trying to avoid, the place that we don't want to be at. And he meets us there. And it's amazing because he says, give me a drink. Isn't that reminding? Isn't that reminiscent of a prophet before Jesus in first Kings chapter 17? This is Elijah. And it said, after a while, the brook dried up and, and there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came to him saying, go to Zarephath and go to Sidon and dwell there. And I commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he rose and went. And he came to the gate of the city. And indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup. And there's a drought. It's a drought. Yeah. It's mean. What's he doing? Bring me a little cup that I may drink. And she was going to get it. He called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, and she's not being dramatic, she's being honest. I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Die. And Elijah said to her, oh, so don't fear. He, she, he, he speaks a little message on fear. Don't fear. Do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first. So me. And bring it to me. And then afterward, make some for yourself and your son. Keep, hey, keep going on with your plans. But first, in this drought and your last meal, give it to me. Give it to me. Give me a drink first. Why is, why is God so? I've always just been so inundated with, with why God is so into firsts. I thought it was just priority. I thought it was just obedience. Ties the first 10th. Sunday is the first day of the week. Morning prayer, awaken the dawn is the first part. And so there's this thing that happened. I thought it was faith, just faith. Obe- it is faith, obedience, honoring God first, priority, all that stuff. I didn't realize that he was trying to, to form me into his image. Yeah. Yeah. That he first loved me. Yes. Right. He first called me. Right after I sinned. Jesus, Jesus shows up on the scene and says, I have a plan. I have a plan. Adam, where are you? He came after me. And so he's causing me immediately. And you might be the absolute worst. I referenced Mary O'Day in service this morning. She just broke some bones as she's in church. So she surprised me. I was like, Mary, what are you doing in church? I'm supposed to be at home. You might be the opposite of Mary. And you're at the well. And Jesus is waiting on you. He's waiting on you. And he says, give me a drink. This person's not ready to give Jesus a drink. Jesus says, it doesn't matter. I called you. You're my son. You're my daughter. And all that you have is because of my grace. And so I'm aligning you to who I am immediately. Immediately. Give me me a drink. Because... She continues with this conversation because she doesn't just want to know about God. She wants to know God. Do you know God this morning? Do you know God? Because when we go through so many seasons in life, life will just take us through the ringer. We immediately want to know more about God and how he works. So you're going to, like, cause me to know some girl at some fishing river on a plane I need to know more about his sovereignty and that's fine but ultimately I need to know God more so that when you hit you you can know about God on the mountain and in different seasons but when you go through the valley of the shadow of death you got to know him you got to be able to really meet him at the well because I don't mind meeting him on Mount Zion I love Zion I love when the blessings are flowing and things are clicking and I pray for people and they fall over and I'm just like, catch her, catch them, catch them. I, I, don't, I, don't, know, I don't love Jesus at the well where people are staring at me and just no, close your eyes and no one wants to come to church and we're losing things and COVID's happening and life's taking place and Jesus says, I'm meeting you at the well. I don't want to meet him at the well. I want to meet him on the high, high mountain. But the level of trial you go through will show you really how much you know God, how, how close and how intimate you are with God. Worship team, coming up. Give me a drink. Give me a drink. Give me a drink. It's a mysterious saying. Give me a drink. He goes, if you knew who was standing in front of you, you would ask me for a drink. If you knew who I was, you would know who you are. If if you if you saw me, you would see you. If you saw the posture of your Jesus who waited for you, you would you would see that and you would receive what I have to give you. That's what Jesus is saying. If you saw me, you would ask of me, and I would give to you, because you would see me as I am, and you would know who you are. Right. And so Jesus is now talking to her, and and he's hitting a deep place, and he says, "Bring your husband." And he's, she's like, "I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about that." Uh, moving on to this water thing, that's kind of cool. And he goes, "No, we're gonna we're going we're gonna hit that. You have five husbands, and the person you're with, the person in your bed right now, is is he's talking about." sensuality. He's talking about affairs. He's talking about divorce. He's talking about brokenness. He's talking about all this stuff. And he says, give me a drink. And so we're talking about sensuality, the five senses, this world, this domain, this sphere, the natural world. And then she jumps over to worship. Sensuality and worship have a lot of connection. Because when you don't worship God, Your five senses become your God. We call it following your feelings or following after your heart. But even more specific, I think the most intimate relationship on planet Earth is a sexual relationship. That's why we take off our clothes and we're just like naked before each other. And and that's why it's not a good idea to do that with a lot of people because it's the most intimate act. And you have a soul tie and you connect. But without God, that becomes the greatest experience on this planet is the intimate It's hopefully romantic, hopefully fulfilling. We have a generation that does that because it's the highest level of what we might call fun or fulfillment or happiness or joy. And so when you don't have God, that that becomes your worship. And you don't even understand that what you worship is where you get your worth from. And so you are now connected to that thing that you worship. And for some people, it's cars, it's sports, it's money, whatever it is. You're not just partaking in it. When God does not get your worship because you are a worshiper, you are a worshiper. You are created. You don't get to decide that. You are are created to adore something, to have affection for something, to give yourself to something. And so we don't worship God. You worship something. And so this relationship, this search for acceptance and love becomes your worship that's why he says give me a drink because he's she's coming there to bring water to this man that she's worshiping in order to get love and acceptance and so he says give me your worship give me the thing that you are worshiping trying to receive worth and and love and something from give me give me a drink give me a drink and and so at that moment, God heals, starting to heal her, and she now wants to talk, because that, that but, 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 when Jesus takes what you worship, you immediately start to align with 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 what you were really created to worship, and that's Him, yeah, yeah. And that's Him, and so now she wants to talk about, okay, how, how, how do I I want to worship? I, I I have been worshiping this, but now I want to worship, and I want to know more about. Worship, but I want to understand more about worship. And so Jesus begins to tell her, "I, I, I'm the one that you seek is standing right in front of you," and, 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 and she, she she's talking about worship. She's talking about worship, sex. In a generation, is not just one topic. If you've noticed, it becomes the topic. Why? Because if there's no God. Than the highest level of intimate fulfillment and connection. We're all created to connect with what we worship. We become what we worship. We become more like what we worship. And so even as Christians, we, we let go of worshiping God and we, we, and we start to worship sports or cars or whatever it is. And that's why you can sometimes look at a corporate gathering and go, wow, why is that person like dancing and raising their hands and they look so passionate and it doesn't need to always look like that but 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 worship is the giving of all that you are spirit soul and body to something and 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 some of the most you know our worshipers on this planet are are men and cars and sports and houses and businesses you get certain men you can't get them to raise a hand in church but you get them in a certain room with a certain ted talk person and a certain and a certain new software or a new phone or a new computer or a new engine a new Ferrari, but see, whatever you worship is at the level of that value, and so if you worship a Ferrari, your value is about $300,000, and you'll feel that, and you'll serve that because that dictates your identity and your worth, so when you don't know about the new engine that just came out of Italy, and it's it's illegal in 35 countries, and you didn't know that, but your friend knew that, you feel dumb, and you got to go back, and you got to read more and study more, really what you need to do is you're trying to say, I need to lay down my life now more for the Ferrari. Because your value is in that what you worship. And so Jesus is bringing us back to say, no, no, you've been made in my image. Worship me because you've been made in the image of an eternal God. And there's no value. You're priceless. You've been made in my image. You've been made in my image. Worship. Worship the one you were created to worship. And so our worship, the things that we worship, the things that we worship, Things that we worship, Lord, take them. I don't want to worship it. I thank you for money. I don't want want to worship it. I thank you for friendship. I thank you for influence. I don't want to worship it. And one of the hardest things as a Christian is when when I started to figure out that I actually was worshiping good things. That's what's really hard. is because God says, I gave that to you, but I don't want you to worship it. When's the last time you cried in his presence? When's the the last time you felt abandoned and lost? You lost track of time. You you lost a sense of yourself. You just got lost in his presence. When was the last time? What happens when we when we lose ourselves in worship and we leave? Something else might grab our heart and grab our attention. And that's why we come back into church and we're kind of cool. Worship is not cool. Worship is I found a new restaurant. You gotta see it. It's Thai fusion Mexican, it's amazing! It's this little hole in the wall in Portland. You gotta come. Oh! In church. Holy are you, Lord God, Almighty? And you even judge people. Someone's like, "Oh, David's over there, like, oh, holy." He's doing the old, the old, the old two-step, and you're like, "Who does that?" David does. (laughs) But see, you're a worshiper of food, and you're a worshiper of influence, and you're a worshiper of being known, you're a worshiper of being cool, you're a worshiper of something else. And So when God touches that, says, give me a drink, he's saying, give me what you worship, give me what you're serving to find your worth in. I will take you to a higher level. You were created to worship me. Whatever you serve will dictate your worth. And it's not going to give you what you want. That's why you're continually pouring into it without any fulfillment. You're not created to worship houses and things, even ministries. You're not meant to worship a church. That's why church lets people down. It wasn't what they promised. No one ever promised you God through the church. No one ever promised that the church would be God. You weren't meant to worship this. This was to help us worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. This is a means. This. To the end of of worship, of being lost in his presence, of saying, Lord, I, I give you all that I am. And when you begin to realign your worship, you begin to discover who you are. That's why in a moment of authentic, genuine worship, you can see him. And be set free and knowing who you are because you are staring at the very image of who you were created to be. You were created in the image of God. That's why when he waits for us, he's showing us who he is and he's showing us who we're created to be. When he shows us who we are, we bow down and we say, holy, holy, holy We were created to worship the living, true, eternal God, the Alpha and the Omega, the God who always was and who always will be. We were created in the image of Jesus who came and died for our sins and he took the sins of the world upon us. And when we see the blood and we see the gift and we see the lamb, we fall to our knees and we give him everything. Why? Because we were created to worship and sing holy to the God who is holy. We were created to sing to the one who is like no other. We were created to sing to the bread of life, the living water himself. We were created to worship the lamb the land that was sacrificed for us we were created to worship we were created to worship one second hold on we're gonna go there we're gonna do a little different this service you have to understand that when she had that worship revelation oh my goodness I'm worshiping a man I'm worshiping love I'm worshiping acceptance. I'm worshiping trying to fit in. I'm worshiping, I'm trying to get my pot to go back to him so hopefully he will accept me and love me and not divorce me for the sixth time. I mean, she got to be thinking this is over. Who, who's been divorced six times in this culture? Maybe nobody. And so she, Jesus, give me a drink. Give me, give me what you're worshiping. Give me what you're worshiping. Elijah said, give me, give me what you're worshiping give Me, what you're consumed with, yeah. But Jesus, I'm God, I'm, I'm like, this is a drought, like, I should be consumed with water and food. You guys, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm no, 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 there's no justification for worshiping the thing you're worshiping why because it'll never serve you like God will serve you you serve the eternal God who will bless you and give you water I know you need water but the source of that needs to come from God and so he'll realign your worship the Bible says that she left her water pot and ran back to the city why because when God heals what you're worshiping and he realigns your worship there will always be something left behind there will be something that needs to go whatever you say Lord Lord, I want to worship you. Help me understand what worship is. I want to worship you. I want to give you everything. I want to give you my life. There'll be something that you can't carry any longer, and you need to know that it doesn't matter. You're not going to miss it. There might be a spirit of fear that'll say, don't let it go. Don't let it go. you That thing will snap. Water pot has served you for too many years. Don't fully abandon yourself to God. That's why I want to wait. I, I want every person in this place to be ready when we when we lift up and we say holy. It's because he's holy. It's because he's God. It's because he's above. Some of you have been 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 apprehended. You didn't want to quite give God everything because you knew that that God wants everything that you have. He's a holy God. He is like no other. He's above. He is he is far beyond. And you've been running from the call. You've been trying to avoid the call. And you know that today God's calling you out of lower worship saying I am the God who created you and something's going to happen are you ready are you ready are you ready get ready get ready get your heart ready saying Lord I repent I don't want to worship any I thank you for the houses and the cars I thank you for the kids I thank you for the influence I thank you for the church I thank you for the city but I don't want to worship it I don't want to worship it. I need to worship you. I want my value in you. Right? Get ready. Get ready. Get your heart ready. Get your body ready. Get your mind ready. Get ready to lift up the name. Get ready to lift up the name. Get ready to say, Lord, I worship. I worship. I adore. him. Lord, we adore you. Oh, we give you everything. Lord, forgive us for worshiping things that we thought would give us worth. But you're the only one that can give us worth. He said, I created you in my image. I made you in my image. Nothing else will satisfy. Let it go. Let go of every thirst. Let go of every water pot. Let go of everything. That will not give you what you're worth. Only the one who Image, you were made in. You were made in the image of an eternal God. Worship the One whose image you re- You cannot know who you are without worship. Lord, we worship you. We worship you. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we give you our thirst being birth you won't get it you won't get it you won't get it. but in a moment her worship gets healed and she worships Jesus and brings other people along only in worshiping Jesus only in worshiping Jesus do you get do you get to see who he is and see who you are? And help other people. It's three things. You don't get that in any other dimension. You won't get that in any other dimension. Except when you worship who you were created to worship. That's why. Only in his presence. I remember one summer, I was in debt, about to lose the house during the recession. Everything around me was crumbling. I know what you're thinking Isaac were you in sin no that's why I was begging God where are you I mean when you start losing stuff and you're a man of God you go God where are you I'm tithing I'm praying lost a good friend I didn't want my ministry to ever be marked by loss or death I don't understand it maybe it's because I'm a good crier I'm like God Don't take any more people from me. He says, I want you to fly down to Mexico and do a youth camp in the middle of the mountains for a couple hundred young people. I want to meet you at the well. I was like, no. I don't want to meet you at the well. Because once you know that he's waiting at the well... know that there's times he will lead you where you don't want to go but if we bought into a gospel where I get to worship two things Jesus says no I'm a jealous God if you want to worship me you'll follow me but if you have enough sense you know that's what I want because only you will satisfy only you can satisfy only you can satisfy that thing I was created See, you were created for worship I pray all of us get to be on my yacht one day the Tiger Woods will give to me after he hears one of my messages I have weird fantasies and I pray that we all get to be on that yacht and we all have private jets we'll give one to Ben and Bree and they can fly home whenever they want but none of it will satisfy none of it will satisfy this is more than a song this is more than a, a moment this is worship this is the posture of my entire life saying all I want is you I flew down to Mexico, broken, tired. God broke all of my feel. I always prayed hours before I preached. I didn't have any time to prep. I got off this two-hour bus ride after a red-eye flight, traveled after 12 hours. I showed up to the middle of nowhere, Monterey, not ready to preach because he'll meet you at the well. He said, son, I want to teach you faith. I taught you prayer, and now I want to teach you faith. So I started preaching. I felt nothing. I, mean, I felt the presence of God, I'm just saying. God started healing people. And one of the most radical miracles I ever saw, I married them. Verified miracle. Coke bottle, Coke bottle glasses name is Yuvia, God healed her eyesight, and just, bam, right there, God started healing young people, and that whole little region had a little revival, and I shouldn't say little, it was great, it was amazing, hundreds of kids came to Jesus, and He'll meet you at the well, He'll meet you at the well, and He'll want to talk to you about your worship, and He'll want to heal whatever you're serving and whatever you're worshiping instead of him he's not anti-water he's not anti-yacht he's not anti-car no he just says don't worship it it will not give you the value that you think a certain size of church won't give me what i need only only worshiping him and that's why so many times it's a good thing that you start to worship well i'm I'm worshiping this business that's providing for my family or whatever right he's like no you're worshiping it you're serving it and it's defining your worth some of your worth we got to get out of here but some of your worth is about to go off the charts you you've been reading books on identity you were reading books on security and confidence and you can't figure it out you watch that worship just Holy. all of a sudden you're like man is it okay to feel this good yeah the woman at the welded she ran right into town Left her pot, talking to dudes, I found Jesus. that's That's the kind of freedom I want to live in. That's the kind of freedom that no yacht or no amount of money can buy, no amount of friends can buy, no amount of ministry, no amount of title, not a million Instagram followers can bring. Only worshiping the King of Kings. One last time in this place. Don't leave this place without making this moment say I'm a worshiper. Don't be afraid to raise your hands. Don't be afraid to open up your mouth. I don't care what paradigm you've been in. It's in the Bible. I challenge every person's theology in this room to be a worshiper, spirit, soul, and body. God's bringing you to a place where you are fully a worshiper, unafraid, unintimidated, coming into the new paradigm of saying, Lord, here I am. I surrender everything. I surrender everything. Worship you, worship you. As much as you can, mean this right now. Mean it. Worship, worship you. middle of my worst my worst year ever I was flat out on the altar worshiping and I felt so good because when I worship I know who I am and I know who he is I know who I am and that's really all I want that's really all you want is to walk in freedom that, that nothing else can bring so we worship him if you need some prayer come on up next week is father's day it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be such an awesome day honoring our dads two weeks we're gonna get deeper into what it means to worship in spirit I think it'll I think it'll uh I think it's a game changer invite everybody you know God's moving in this church he's moving in your life if you're the woman at the well in one moment she went from thirsty adulterous the worst to seeing her own city saved up, upside down you don't need to wait God's in that He's, God's in the all right now that I I'm, I met you and I was waiting at your well let's go fulfill your ministry your call God doesn't like to wait right after Peter denied him I would have put Peter in a three-year rehabilitation school like, listen bro you denied me Jesus is like all right let's get back want to feed those sheep yeah all right let's go thank you Jesus just just lose it just lose it. That's really all we want for our kids, don't we? we? just want them to be worshipers of Jesus. Good job, parents. Good job. You're doing good. Be encouraged. Amen. If you need a word of encouragement, I got one for you. Come up here and meet me. I'll encourage you. You're doing good. God's with you, He's waiting for you. He's waiting for you at the well. If you need some prayer, come on up here. Have an awesome day. If you need prayer and you're sick in your body, and you, walking through it. Maybe you're afraid to give God everything. There's some seasons. Let someone pray with you. Let someone encourage you and give you a word. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you so much. If you want some prayer, come on up. Come on up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.